This is John Kuhn. So welcome to the second part of the you know, podcast series that I'm making uh, that is titled, Is Spotify Running a Ponzi Scheme? So just a quick update. Uh, the previous episode which I did, you know, I managed to tag it to the Spotify CEO, also to this, um, you know, it's called uh, MIDI, it's an organization that whose members are pretty much the community of streaming platforms, mainly Spotify, Amazon, Apple, um, and so I managed to tag uh, Mr. Garrett Levin, who is, uh, I think, the boss in that, uh, uh, you know, it's an association. And of course, my goal is to seek, uh, you know, dialogue or to create dialogue between the millions and millions of DIY independent artists uh, who are complaining about the gross unfairness of uh, the economics of music streaming and this is in conjunction with a parliamentary committee hearing that was concluded in the United Kingdom where they invited many people to give their testimonies many musicians and some of those testimonies are quite depressing to read I'll probably make a podcast where I'll pick, pick a few case studies and read for you and so there is this campaign that is uh, exploding online that is called uh, broken hashtag broken record or hashtag fix the stream where many musicians are simply you know sharing their statements financial statements about the financial outcome of their music on streaming platforms in particular on Spotify and many are saying they are not even able to make a living out of it or to make rent especially since the pandemic of COVID-19 has meant that many to many touring opportunities live concerts performances are you know out of the window so that leaves many artists looking at streaming as the only source of revenue and unfortunately for many artists it is you know it's it's peanuts that's what they're getting so I, I actually just wanted to understand this phenomenon which is the reason why I'm making this podcast and once again I would just begin by saying you know first of all I think that uh, the guys at Spotify they definitely made a revolution by you know bringing in this technology to you know cut off the feet from uh, you know the illegal piracy that was going on uh, you know which had crippled the music industry and uh, they provided a way where fans can listen to music legally and pay for the music by a monthly subscription fee but there's also an ad supported freemium feature where you know people can also just listen for free and the ad ad revenue will pay for the 
music. So we are entering in that direction where now many people are consuming their music through streaming, and it has become it has become the biggest format. You know, I mean, the CD is dead. You know, it's uh, you can see that streaming is also killing radio. It's replacing radio rather. So there is a lot of uh, positive outlook on its e this economic boom. I mean, there's like a gold rush in music streaming, but actually, we we want to look at, or I'm interested in looking at, who are the real beneficiaries of this boom because. When you're talking about the explosion of uh, digital streaming revenues, who are the beneficiaries? Because if you go online, you find out many artists, mostly the independent DIY artists, are complaining. But even the industry artists who are signed to the major labels are also complaining. So what is going on? So in this podcast today, I'm going to look at the writings of a testimony by Spotify's ex-chief of economics, Mr. Will Page. Uh, he wrote the following in his submission to the UK Parliamentary Inquiry. This information is publicly available online. I put a link to, to his specific uh, um, you know, testimony in the description box so you can go through it yourself then you, you you know because i'm basing what i'm saying on what i'm researching what i'm reading not just on opinions i want to to get primary first hand evidence so in his submission to the uk parliamentary inquiry in regards to the implications of streaming uh, for on, on major labels and for artists he had the follow he had the you know the following to say so i'm quoting here i'm quoting he writes I, I quote for labels the music industry is thriving let me repeat that and i quote for labels the music industry is thriving he goes on to write between 2015 and 2019 Disclosed major label turnover increased by 21%, whilst operating profit grew by an astounding 64%. Operating profit margin has increased from 8.7% to 11.8%. Clearly, the recorded music business has not only gotten bigger, but also much more profitable for record labels. Close quote. So what does this mean? It means that Spotify's biggest financial beneficiary, in the words of Will Page, and the biggest beneficiaries and winners are the major labels. That that is Sony, Warner, and Universal. Be you know, he, he, he says it, disclosed major label turnover. So he, when he writes labels, he's talking about the major labels. He's not talking about independent labels. He's saying they are the biggest beneficiaries of the boom in streaming revenue. And he even uses the words, 
you know, that operating profit grew by an astounding 64%. So, you know, he even says that clearly the record music business has not only gotten bigger, but also much more profitable for record labels. So, you know, this is very obvious that from his writing, we can deduct using simple logic here that the biggest beneficiaries, as I've mentioned, are the major levels. And the major levels are only three corporations, three companies, basically. Sony Music, Warner, and Universal. Those are the three companies who constitute <laughs> the music uh, industry today. Anyway, Mr. Will Page also goes on to write, using Spotify as an example, in 2015, only 16,000 artists made up the top 90% of streams. In 2020, 43,000 artists make up 90% of the streams. Close quote. So what does this mean? It means out of millions of artists who have their music on Spotify, only the top-tier artists are sharing 90% of the revenue. And that tiny minority are the winners and second-largest beneficiaries of the streaming revolution. Boom. Second only to the major labels. It is quite obvious at this point that this top-tier group of artists who in 2020 were only 43,000 artists are mostly signed, most of them. It is quite obvious that most of them are signed to the major labels and they are not DIY independent artists. If there are any DIY independent artists, they, these are a minority within a minority. So... What does this mean then for the rest of the millions of artists who have their music on Spotify, who feel disenfranchised on Spotify, the millions of artists that Spotify uses to advertise to sub potential subscribers and subscribers that you have access to 60, 70 million songs if you pay only whatever the amount is, whether it's 9.99 or 10 pounds, whatever the amount of the subscription in your country, uh, they are using and packaging DIY music with music from the major levels and saying, you, we give you this offer for the price of, let's say, $9 or 9.99. But when it comes to sharing this port of money, I've just disclosed to you in the words of Mr. Uh, Will, uh, Mr. Will Page, Spotify's ex-chief of economics. So if he's the chief of economics, you know, he's the guy who knows about the numbers and the money, where the money is going to, right? To whose pockets it's going to. And he has already told us in his own words that the major levels are seeing an astounding increase in their profit. You know, he's told us that the top tier group of artists who are only 
43,000 in 2020 make up take 90% of the streaming revenue so <laughs> these are the two groups a the major labels b the artist signed artists signed to the major labels who comprise the top tier and i'm sure within that 43,000 spotify has not yet declared to the public what percentage of those 43,000 artists are DIY independent artists? This is a question I would actually like to know. A question I would like to pose to Spotify that may they kindly disclose the statistic to assist, you know, the efforts like the UK Parliamentary Committee, because I think it ought to be known what percentage of that 43,000 artists, the top tier artists are DIY independent artists who would take up 90% of the streams and I don't think that they take 90% of the streams because their music is better than the rest of the musicians the millions of musicians who are sharing the remainder of the 10% I think it's by design ladies and gentlemen because of certain secret agreements between Spotify and the major labels that you know they have more uh, advanced services through Spotify where they can engage their fan base much more than uh, say the DIY independent artists I mean I don't I, I can see on my stats where people are listening to you know from like my music you know I can see oh they're in Canada and Australia and York City or whatever, but I'm not able to fully engage them. You know, I'm not able to to send them a text message or an email or, you know, I don't have their Twitter accounts. But Spotify has all this information, and I'm sure they are sharing this information with the major labels so that they can continue an ongoing A and R campaign of engaging their fan base to the benefit of their own pockets and their artists. But independent artists don't have this same access so it means that out of millions of artists as I said with their music and Spotify only the top tiers are sharing 90% of the revenue this tiny minority are the winners and second largest beneficiaries for the streaming boom you know after second only to the major labels so the rest of the millions of artists will feel disenfranchised on Spotify these uh, Mr. Will Page referred to as a, I quote, perverse outcome, unquote, which he titles or calls the, I quote, long tail. So the rest of the DIY independent artists are a long tail and a perverse outcome, according to Mr. Will Page. So there you have it, fellow independent artist, DIY artist. I'm not making this up. Uh, the facts are, if you know, if I'm reading Mr. Will Page's uh, words correctly, which I think I am in making this analysis, the fact of the matter is that you don't matter t to Spotify. You are a perverse outcome of, I quote in the words of Mr. Will Page, uh, this explosion in the supply of new music, close quote. According to Spotify's ex-chief of economics, Will Mr. Will Page. So, in other words, the DIY independent artists 
are the losers in the financial boom of music streaming unless somehow the DIY independent artist manages to break into the top tier group a feat that I can only ascribe ascribe either to miraculous power or via you know some form of uh, sponsorship you know through placement on the right playlists uh, you know which obviously the major labels have a grand advantage over um, so either a miraculous power or in my opinion uh, you know a, a placement through you know some Spotify editorial which is really I don't know what are the odds of that happening so fortunately for me I believe in miracles of Jesus but these this these are my you know opinions this is my analysis I have attached in the podcast description box the full written evidence submitted by Mr. Will Page to the UK Parliamentary Committee. You're welcome to send in your comments, uh, your analysis of this information because I think it's a lot of information but it needs to be analyzed because only through analysis of this information I think we can learn quite a bit. I Actually, in my research, I think this information that the United Kingdom Parliamentary Committee has gathered is actually a rich resource. I think probably one of the richest resources out there about how the whole streaming industry functions, the economics in the streaming industry, the players and everything. So I think if you actually want to educate yourself about the music business, I would read each and every document each and every submission uh, in this inquiry because this data is so much profound information and knowledge and I'm, I'm th- thankful to those who set up this uh, hearing because now we actually have this information to read from, to learn from, to, you know, you can use it to make your own analysis, to plan your own things and to know the facts on the ground that this uh, streaming revolution and boom is you know to the great disadvantage unfortunately of the many DIY artists that uh, are being called the long tail or the explosion in the supply of new music because we can see that Spotify is you know basically profiting a top tier maybe 1% you know, so about 43,000 artists as at 2020. And you think of and ask yourself how many millions of people, artists have their music on, say, Spotify? They're millions. But only 43,000 actually make, it, you know, t- take 90% of the revenue. I mean, they, they can make a living out of the music, you know, theoretically. So, of course, other things depend on what deal they sign with their label and so on. But we see that the major labels, three corporations, are the greatest beneficiaries of the streaming revenue. We see that the top-tier artists who comprise mainly of the major label artists are the greatest beneficiaries. And we see that the DIY independent artists are considered a long-tail and a perverse outcome 
of an explosion in the supply of new music. So this is Drum Kun. I just wanted to have this dialogue and I want to leave the question to the people at Spotify and also the organization that represents the streaming platforms, DEMA, to ask them the question, what percentage then of the top tier artists who take home 90% of the streaming revenue, of what percentage of that comprises DIY independent artists? I think if we get that statistic, that piece of data is a, a big piece in unlocking this whole uh, puzzle. Uh, you know, so I'm sympathetic to the broken hashtag broken record uh, movement, also fixed streaming, hashtag fixed streaming. But as I say, I think it's a fantastic technology, streaming and everything. And I think maybe they need to not consider this mil the millions of people as a perverse outcome, a long tail, but rather as human beings who are hardworking, making music making Spotify what it is in a way because as I said when Spotify is recruiting for subscribers they are saying we they have 60 or 70 million songs you know and you pay only say 999 or whatever the subscription fee so they are using our music as DIY independent artists to get all those millions of subscribers but actually we are not getting so much revenue in return and I think that's grossly unfair you know <laughs> if anybody can argue that that is fair then I think there's a serious problem and I think this needs to be resolved because it's not going to go away so that's my input for today thank you very much for listening please share this podcast with other people if you want to listen to my music you just put drum kun, you can go on Spotify or whatever as I said I've had strange things happening on my account twice you know i had my radio station removed twice i had my fans also like page removed uh, i raised some of these issues with spotify i don't know you know they never everything they told me is very murky not really answering my question you know so in in i have a record of every communication i've had with them i mean i'm happy with the service to a degree but as i said i think there's some issues going on especially the fact that i'm a diy artist maybe they don't really prioritize i guess service to us but if you have ever experienced your fans also like page you know being deleted twice or your radio being deleted twice you know just maybe share you know if you've you know and, and i've raised these issues and i find that to be strange so i i don't know if it is a result of me raising these concerns uh making this podcast whether it will cost me playlist placement i could see yesterday yesterday the day after i made my first podcast about this uh, spotify issue that they placed me on a, an editorial uh, playlist called gentle focus you know uh, which is quite the timing quite incredible yeah I find that to be very intriguing indeed. We'll see where that leads. But as I said, I'm not an enemy of Spotify. I, I'm, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a client. I mean, every time my music is getting paid, they are getting a cut out of it. So, you know, I just want them to treat DIY artists, you know, with uh, respect, not call us an perverse outcome 
in the words of Will Page, uh, you know, <laughs> or a long tail. We are human beings, you know. I can imagine the thing with the long tail is a serpent, right? Or you know, some other animal like a crocodile or a reptile, crocodile type thing. And to be called the tail of something, I don't. I think it's a bit of an insult, you know. And I don't want to be the tail, you know. So <laughs> I want to sit at the head of the table, you know. Eat the pie that the top tier artists are eating from, you know, and I think that's the aspiration of any artist. They want to make a living from their streaming. And I've put in more albums probably than most artists uh, in 2020, you know, <laughs> and more singles and all that. Everything they have said, you have to put out more music and what. And I just do it because I love to make music, right? But I've actually got eight more than 80% of my listeners come from smart speakers, not from Spotify, you know, their playlists and so on. So, this is John Kuhn. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.